welcome to another episode of the No Feeding Tube Show. I'm your host, Yvonne McLaren, and I'm here to help you live your best food life following or during head and neck cancer treatment. Thanks so much for listening. This is a lived experience and one that I think is better shared. And if you like the show, consider supporting it by showing me the love on the show link. Every little bit helps. So grab your favourite beverage or your walking shoes and let's get started. Well, hello there. This is episode 17 of the No Feeding Tubes show and I'm your host, Yvonne McLaren. I'm a bit excited because I've realised as episode 17, this is actually nearly, nearly the end of the first series. I do 20 episodes in each series, so this is really nearly at the end of series one, and I'm about to start series two. So welcome back, Uh, welcome if you're new, and um, it's great to have you here, and great to be hanging out with you today. Today's episode, I'm going to discuss uh, food and work, and I have put off creating this episode because it's actually been one of the most challenging things for me is to how to create and organize my food and eating whilst I'm at work and I have worked uh, remotely way before the pandemic started I've been working from my own home office for few years now but as part of some of the work that I do I do go out and um, eat at dinners at conferences I do public speaking Um, I'm out having field trips during the day in agricultural areas so I do have to manage my food uh, when I'm away from home for the day but part of the beauty of working from home is that I'm close to my own kitchen which I'm sure some of you can relate. So food and work, uh, this is going to be a bit different for all of us because depending on what sort of work you do you may have retired. Uh, I do note that the demographic for this head and neck cancer tends to be on the Uh, older end as opposed to the newer end and by that I mean age and I'm some way away from retiring Um, in fact I'll probably never retire because that's just something that I probably won't ever do but food and work and I know some of you really struggle with it and I know some of you just grab for the easiest thing and all of those things have their place So what I want to talk about today, three things, what to eat, how to eat and how to take away the stress of those three things when you're at work. Uh, Obviously a lot of what I'm going to talk about today uh, relates to how I live and what I do Um, but creating food for work, now this in many ways falls into that bucket that I talk about in other episodes around being organised, organising your pantry, your kitchen, your menu planning, picking recipes. So it kind of all dovetails into that a bit. And I really try to make it as simple as I possibly can. And that is by 
pretty much eating the things that I know I can manage and taking them with me. And and in my case, that is water, coffee with cream, soups, casseroles, obviously any of those things that have got a fair bit of moisture. And over the years, and when I say over the years, since my treatment and since I have progressed and I'm about to start travelling again, I have researched and looked at utensils. So what you make to eat is often dictated by the sorts of utensils that you have to carry them. So today, and if you're listening to this on a podcast, you'll just have to imagine, I bought a new thermos uh, for myself and this brand is called Yeti. I'm not um, affiliated with any of these brands. They're just the ones that I have researched and uh, looked at for my purposes. So this one that I'm holding is like a massive coffee jug, if you're listening on podcast, with a handle. And I find that this not only keeps my soup, my coffee, my casseroles hot for the amount of time that I need, but also I tend not to use the um, drinky bit in the lid because I can't manage it. So I just unscrew it and drink it straight out of that utensil. So that really dictates what I'm going to eat. So I'll often just take a soup, noodles, hot coffee with cream, depending on how long I'm away from home. And I'll equally maybe back that up with something like a spumato, Italian soft ricotta slice, quiche. I'll add it into a clip lock container that's got some little utensils. Again, if you're listening on YouTube, you won't see this, but... I bought these utensils um, or airlock little containers that I can eat out of that also have cutlery attached to the back. So I found those really useful when I was travelling. And these all go into a literally a um, little thermos type bag that keeps things hot or cold um, as well as the utensils that they're in. So creating food for work, I find, is often dependent on the sorts of containers that you've got. And I know that sounds really obvious, but I think, you know, there's so much to remember in this journey that you kind of forget the basics. And I also, also always carry a little um, napkin or a serviette and a material one. And I just have that with me for dribbles and spills and sneezing and coughing and whatever else I may have to do and I find if I've got a really nice one um, it's kind of nice to have it. The other thing that I've discovered is a portable blender. Now I ended up with this one which is a blend jet and again you carry this and it um, you know um, I haven't got mine powered up at the moment. Yes I have. Um, Portable blender might also be useful for you. Put everything in it Put the lid on it, put it in your backpack or your bag, and when you're ready to go, blend it. Put fruit in it, add milk, add water, add fruit juice, add eggs, whatever you need to. Um, Again, I'm not affiliated with these guys, but I just found this was the best one for me. It's called a blend jet, and I use this for travelling, for hiking, for a range of things. The only thing I will say about it is it is quite weighty if you're like me a bit weight conscious in terms of what's in your backpack there is a massive battery in the bottom of this so um but blend it i'll put the um details of both the 
Blendjet and the um, thermos in the show notes underneath here. So creating food for work. And look, I'll be honest with you, if a tin of spaghetti that you head up in a microwave is all you can manage, then do that. Um, I can't do uh, sandwiches, rolls, any of that sort of westernised food, but I can do soups, I can do steamed dumplings, I can do uh, certain soups as long as there's not too much pasta in it. Uh, I do struggle with potato soup although I've just made one, but I put a lot of cream in it and that helps me get it down. So the food that you create for work should be simple, should be things that you know that you can manage. And I wouldn't be feeling too guilty about I can only get a little, you know, whatever brand you're operating from, from your country. Um, Use things that you know you can manage and have a stockpile of them. And you have to be organised. I'm sorry, there's no easy way around that. You just have to be organised. I constantly have soup in my freezer ready to go and I just, like a restaurant, it's just always there. And I just interchange it out with different soups, different days. And at the moment I'm going through um, a chicken stock, a stage where I add lots of flavour with ginger and garlic and eggs. Um, I steam some steamed dumplings on the side. You could do that and put them in those little containers and take them along and sip them and eat that with your soup. Uh, I, I tend to operate off soup as the chaser with a little bit of something that I can eat. I went on a hike the other day. I took Brazil nuts, what was I thinking, prunes, couldn't do that either but I do know that I can eat a Korean uh, seaweed biscuit and I took my thermos full of soup which I stuck in my backpack I'm so glad I did because everyone else was envious it was cold it was rainy I had a thermos of hot soup and I think someone else had a little um, dried mango with chocolate on it Um, and I also took some really dark 95% dark chocolate with me as a way and that was enough and I hiked oh I don't know about 23 kilometers that day and it was cold and I was uh, wasn't hungry um I enjoyed it I could the group knew what I was going through so and that kind of leads me into the next thing about how to eat um you know transporting food reheating it and how you serve it to yourself is important and I think if you are really upfront with people, uh, particularly in a work setting, and although I am no longer in an office shared kitchen setting, if I was, I would be telling everyone and sundry about my journey. For me, um, and look, I know that doesn't sit comfortably with everybody. Not everyone's as out there and as open about their situation as I am. And if you're not, then just tell the people that need to know, the people that you might share your lunch with on a daily basis, the local coffee shop that you go to. And the other thing I would say to you is make time for lunch and breaks. If you work in that frontline industry where you are just constantly running or like I used to work in the restaurant industry when you pick and grab stuff as you go, you know, that is likely not going to work for you anymore. You are going to have to literally go, I'm taking 10, 15 minutes, 
I'm going to go and take my little thermos of soup or my little container of whatever I've brought in to eat for lunch today or my mid-morning snack or whatever and go away and be mindful and eat it and do it with a sense of mindfulness. I think that is a much better way to eat anyway. So make, take advantage of what's happening to you to have a break and go and eat the food that you've organised to take with you. Um, So, you know, those three things about stress, not eating at all and being embarrassed, that's how you confront them. Not confront, that's the wrong word. That's how you approach those things. And I'm still learning that. Uh, You know, I work with new people at the moment that don't necessarily know my entire background. Um, I have to sit through dinners with people. I have to drink wine. You know, I I kind of just explain what's going on to the people around me immediately. Um, And I don't know the answer to that. I'm still learning it, but these are some of the techniques and things that I've done to make sure that I continue to eat, I continue to do activity outside of my own home and being close to my kitchen and that was something that was really important to me in the early days staying close to my kitchen so to open up life a bit let's look at some of the ways that we transport food how we serve food to ourselves and for those that are watching on youtube you'll notice that this cutlery is still plastic um that actually slots in there as a spoon i still use the tiny little spoon that my speech pathologist gave me Uh, three years ago I don't know why whether it just delivers the right amount of food probably and I still don't like metal in my mouth I can tolerate it but I don't like it so I take my little spoon and I take my lovely napkin and I take my beautiful thermos and I put it in my lovely little lunch bag and that comes with me as my food for the day Uh, And now whether that's coffee and cream, whether that's soup or stew, whether that's a slice of quiche, whether that's Asian dumplings, whether that's um, uh, what else I've made, you know, just something, uh, anything Greek or Indian always works for me, lentils, curry, yogurts, those sorts of things. Um, Making it less stressful is also a big part of eating whilst you're at work. And you do that by the utensils that you're using. If you're not like me, having to eat in a public setting, which is part of my job, but if you're eating with co-workers, they're going to know what's going on with you. And if they're not, maybe you should just let the ones that do share a meal with you or a snack or a morning break with you know. You can do that by uh, those little communication cards, which I talked about, I think, in the previous episode. And in my... um, food roadmap guide and it's a resource that I've just uploaded uh, for you to be able to purchase on the No Feeding Tubes website. I talk about those communication cards and I talk about elevator pitches and I created a template for you to copy, paste, do whatever you like, use it as your own Um, and using communication cards which tell other people what's going on with you without you physically having to do it. So that's today's episode, Food and Work, the how-to. I've put it off because I found this one of the single most challenging things to do Uh, and I'm right in the middle of it now. So I thought it's probably a really good time for me to do this 
episode 17. And in series two, probably when I get to episode 40-something or other, I'll do another one and see how I'm going then because I will have implemented some of the things that I've suggested to you here around the types of food, what to do if your food work environment is different. Uh, And if you're retired, you're probably just um, close to your kitchen all the time. But I think it's also a way of encouraging you to expand your lifestyle again. We know that being committed to a peg tube feeder, um, having dysphagia generally tends to limit your activity. Well, I certainly found it did. It limits your activity. So I'm all for, at the moment, discovering, exploring and experimenting with different ways to eat away from your kitchen. And in purchasing and researching some of these um, utensils that I have, particularly the Blendjet, which um, I, I'll be honest, I haven't used it a lot, but I, it's there and I know it works because I've tried it a few times. The thermos was great to have a thermos that I can take to the beach, take hiking, take to work, take with me out when I'm out all day. Like, for instance, I've got to go for an overnight stay in a regional country town. I'll probably take that with me so that I can get coffee on the go. I can take it with me and I can take my time because we all know that time is a is an issue that we have to consider when we're eating away from Uh, the privacy of our own homes or kitchens and in a work setting. So that's the end of today's episode, Um, food and work, eating away from your home. And um, I would really like to hear perhaps what you've done and what you've discovered that makes this process easier for you. Uh, Trying to make it non-stressful, making sure that you make time at work to actually eat and telling those that are closest to you about what's going on. And I've got to take my own advice there and listen to myself because I haven't been great at doing that and I have to start doing that. So thanks for joining me today. That is eating at work. Um, Make sure that you do. Make sure that you're organised. Make sure that you have the right equipment to uh, take your food and have the time allocated whilst you're at work, particularly if you're a frontline worker, I suspect, make that time to eat. Make that time to be mindful and take those breaks and make sure that your food is in receptacles that support your eating journey. On that note, eat well, everybody. And um, if you like, please remember to subscribe and... uh, Make sure that you're part of my journey, my in, my private group internally and um, keep eating well and keep your food journey uppermost in your mind and positive. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.